Drumming. This is the Working Drummer Podcast, featuring conversations with ground-level pros from all styles and regions. Real drummers with real stories about making a living in music. Hey everyone, this is Matthew Krause, and you are listening to the podcast Working Drummer. Today we bring you a special episode covering the Music City Drum Show. This past weekend, August 7th, 2021, was the first annual Music City Drum Show here in Nashville. Zach and I were there representing the podcast, and it was a super fun day. Saturday all day from 10 a.m. till 6 p.m., and then Sunday the next day, we had just had a short hang decompression time. Big thanks to J.C. Clifford for giving us a heads up and getting us involved in the show, and thanks to Landon Hall for uh, his idea to put this together for a much-needed community that needed to come together in this critical time to be able to hang out, see each other, experience some amazing clinics during the day, and uh, just see what new gear is out there and just lay some eyes on people. To find out more about this episode and the close to 300 episodes that we've done here at Working Drummer Podcast, you can find us at workingdrummer.net. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher and Spotify. We also have a YouTube channel where we are regularly populating old episodes. If you're interested in supporting what Zach and I have been doing here at the podcast, you can find us on patreon.com slash working drummer. For as little as $1, you can have access to educational content from PDFs to videos that former guests are providing for us. If Patreon isn't your thing, we also have a PayPal option. Any amount and any donation is really helpful in helping to keep this podcast going strong. We had a chance to sit down with a little over 20 different people during the show and just do what I like to call like a flash interview, but it was very much in the feel of like a a war correspondence recording that was happening in the middle of the chaos that is a drum show. So this is a unique podcast episode. It might be a little difficult to listen in spots, but we have picked some of the best sounding recordings that we've done, and I hope that uh, you guys enjoy what we've been able to capture here. A lot of it is just playing catch-up with some of our former guests, and uh, some of it is talking about the Music City Drum Show. Although it was happening during the time of the show, hopefully it'll give you an idea, if you weren't there, to get excited about next year and the coming drum shows in the future. Uh, Thanks to all that participated. I wish we could have included everyone that sat down with us. Unfortunately, some of the recordings were so loud that they just couldn't be used. But what we have here is a great representation of what was happening that day. So I hope you enjoy these quick interviews uh, during the Music City Drum Show 2021. So you got some rest last night. J.C. Clifford, we are here with you. Outstanding, man. Always good to be seen and good to be here. (laughs) <laughs> After two years of uh, Landon and I, <laughs> his dream, his just his thought of bringing a drum-specific show back to Nashville, uh, unbelievable to watch people walk through the doors and have all you guys here and you know set up, and it's just been I'm grinning ear to ear, buddy. That's good, man. Well, you you look like you're in it, and we have like drums right behind you going to town. It's pretty hilarious. It's awesome with the isolation headphones, and yeah. just, you know, sounds awesome. But it'll sound it like I said. My, my my biggest thing that I've just been taking in in the last 15 minutes is is everybody is really kind of going to town already, but it's not overwhelming. It's, it's not too bad. It isn't. I, no. I was a little shocked, you know, yet. I know. So I, 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 I steal Jefferson, you know, from Sugar Percussion, you know, the cacophonous hellscape, you know, yeah, of right. normally what a drum show is, you know, the mind num- mind numbing, just yeah. splitting, shrieking hits. But no, this is awesome. Well, I think also it sounds great on that couch. Yeah, oh my God, this couch is amazing. <laughs> like I said, I, I don't know if this is a good idea, me what? sitting down already. What do you think? What do you think of the, 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 the lamp? We, you know, just the lamp of... is, the ambiance is absolutely phenomenal, man. And that's like vintage, too. That's like absolutely. It is, it is. I may have those shades, I believe, in one of the rooms of my house. Okay, so this, hap- this was going to happen, what, two years ago? Well, 2019 was the planning year, and then 2020 originally was going to be uh, the first date. And then, obviously, big bad COVID-19 came and hit the world and shut everybody down. And then 
we kind of crossed our fingers and toes and were told by the venue, maybe by October, we would be able to like redo it. And then obviously that came and went. And then literally the beginning of this year, we kind of held our breath almost until May. You know, this was in the last three months that we got all the clearances and everything needed, you know, to actually be able to open the doors and do it, which is awesome. It's been amazing. It has hey, been. Can you tell me about the first? Uh, so we have Mike Dawson on at one. We have Near Z at four. Correct. And we have Brian Quick. Brian's actually a young up-and-comer in Nashville. Uh, he does his own uh, brand of drum camps, which I've been watching him for the last couple of years. It's, it's, he's amazing. He's What's like, his last name? Quick. Quick. Yep. Q-U-I-C-K. He plays really slow. Yes. He's all about space. He's very methodical. It is. He's not quick at all. <laughs> He's not a rushing drummer, you know, not Russian drummer, rushing yeah, drummer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. As a matter of fact, it's 1030 now, so I'm going to announce him in about 15 minutes and he'll go on at 11 a.m. Well, maybe we could get a chance to have him over here. I will absolutely say, swing yes. him this way as soon That'd as he great. finished up would be awesome. Do you know his backdrop, his background? I, I I've Honestly, never heard of no. And, and it's okay. funny because we were we actually just like everybody on social media, him and I went back and forth over the years. And t- this was the first time this morning I actually met him in person. So welcome to but, music, but felt like we've known each. Well, we have. We've known each other for almost three I know, years. Now, I know. You know, it was like you and I. I know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, we're here because of you. Hey, buddy, we I appreciate, appreciate you. it. Like I said, yeah. and I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Seriously, have a great show today, and uh, I'll see you multiple times today as yes, I'm walking by. Sure. All right. I'll take a break when you need to. Go, go get some sunshine and Amen. drink plenty of fluid. Amen. All right. Cheers. Cheers, man. All right, boy. My name is Kristen Albrecht, and my business is Drummer's Hands. Awesome. So uh, talk about Drummer's Hands, and so th- th- this is a sister-sister operation, right? Well, my sister, Kate, was the inspiration for the product. Uh, she does West African drumming, and the first product I developed for my business was a face moisturizer, and I was brainstorming what product to make next. And you know, asking myself questions like, what do people need? What do people want? What are people really looking for? And it was a psychic sister moment because without even saying those questions out loud, she turned to me and she said, Kristen, as she extended her hands out, she's like, the next product you should make should be for pain and inflammation and, you know, deal with uh, bruising and swelling and, and you know, her, she, her hands were just destroyed. She had taken a month off from drumming right. because of a finger injury and got back to it at a big event, a party, and just really like hurt her hands. So I'm just taking notes as she's talking going, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> and Drummer's Hands was born. So Drummer's Hands is a CBD balm. You can use it anywhere on the body, as it turns out, for targeted pain relief, muscle pain, joint pain. Uh, but it's made of all natural, organic ingredients. I have a, I have a, a couple of friends who are like hand drummers, and I was talking to one of them, and I was asking her like, how do you, how do you keep from like injuring your hands? How do your hands just not hurt all the time? And she was like, they kind of just do hurt all the time, and you just get used to it, and uh, like you build in time off, and you, you build in treatment. Um, but uh, I've, I've been wanting to get some of this CBD stuff. My father-in-law, who is like a welder, uh, has been just rubbing this all over his knuckles for years now. Nice. Um, so what are, like, what are some of the specific issues, aside from just your hands hurting, like, are there specific issues that you've noticed uh, drummers have a lot? Well, to be honest, I have been vending more to the general public oh, than okay. targeting drummers. That's right. This is your first drum show, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah. So I've been honestly shocked at some of the feedback I've gotten uh, for what people are using drummers' hands for. For example, I have people coming up to me saying it works incredibly for their plantar fasciitis oh, on wow. the feet, yeah, yeah. Uh, for neuropathy, so you know nerve issues from diabetes or from injuries. Uh, I've got people that use it for knee pain. Well, you reminded me of—I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. You reminded me of all kinds of people I know now because my my college mentor had to go through a few rounds of uh, chemotherapy and/or radiation a few years ago. But one of the side effects was like neuropathy. And he had to kind of like retrain his hands and feet. This neuropathy was like really messing with him. So it helps with that too. It does. Yeah. And for drummers specifically, you know, I know drummers have a lot of, you know, obviously the hands, you know, even uh, set drummers. Yeah. Uh, hands, wrists, elbows, you know, your traps, yeah. upper back. 
So it's great for all of that. Really, you can use it anywhere for targeted relief, muscle pain, joint pain, injury recovery, surgery recovery. Yeah, yeah. And I would imagine used in conjunction, like a lot of drummers talk about like ice after a gig, just like an athlete, like just put your hands in an ice bath. So in conjunction with like a sort of tried and true treatment like that, this, this CBD really works works well with whatever else you're hap- you happen to be doing. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, if, you know, people, ice is a great routine, and then after that ice, put on some of this balm. I like to use it before bed. Oh, yeah. And when I wake up in the morning, all those little aches and pains that were in the hands are just gone. Man, yeah. I'm getting some. Yeah. I'm getting some. <laughs> all right, where can people find it? So we're online, drummershands.com. Uh, the brand name is Wolf Lane, W-O-L-F-E. So you can find us at wolflane.com. It's all the same website. It directs to the same place. Uh, we sell online, so we ship all over the country. Awesome. Yeah. We'll be getting some. Awesome. Great to meet you. Good luck at the show. Thank you so much. So, man, we knew each other back in 2000 when I worked at work with Gary. Yeah. But what's been going on with you, man, ever since? Uh, God, it's been so long ago. Uh, just, just tons of stuff. Uh, you know, I'm still actively involved in the uh, recording industry so lots of lots of great uh, opportunities there uh, obviously lots of interesting diverse projects from you know uh, popular country artists but also popular rock artists or popular you know just just a whole scattershot of, of great things there and uh, I've never really stopped doing product development for companies so I for a, a, a number of years I was doing uh, uh, just uh, for higher product development, so we would we would make uh, say the the, uh, the acrylic drums for Tama. Oh, cool! Uh, so we were doing all that independently of the shop, or or uh, I designed uh, uh, for Gretsch their new claw or their new uh, floor tom bracket, or the the new micro sensitive throw off or stuff like that. So you know, I I collect drums as you probably are aware. Of, so. Got a huge collection. I, I call it my historic reference to keep keep everybody, you know, like my wife and stuff, from go. Well, you got to have this because this shows you, the, you know. So I have a, the whole history of, you know, bad designs and good designs, and right. collect patents and and own and have patent, you know, have gotten patents and things like that. Did it help you through 2020? Oh man, yeah. I I probably worked harder 2020 than than anybody. Isn't of course, that crazy? by by then. By then, actually, I, I through a, a set of circumstances, ended up uh, getting hired to relocate the Craviato Drum Company to Nashville. So we had moved the company lock, stock, and barrel, like 15 flatbeds and, and three 83-foot semis worth of stuff for two guys. Me and Zach were just doing oh my God. that uh, pretty much by ourselves with, uh, with forklifts and, and various things although we had to bring in specialists uh, for a couple of the machines were 35,000 pounds so we had to have a boom forklift brought in specially to handle that now diamond drums came yeah, out that's of another it. whole story but uh, you know the on in 2020 we we actually we had just got all of the truck stuff in so we were setting up the factory but also they didn't own their own sawmill. They were jobbing out the sawmill stuff. So we had purchased $100,000 worth of sawmill equipment, which we were taking delivery of as well. So we were setting up the sawmill too. So so we were actually doing the sawmill plus setting up, finishing the setup of the factory, doing some, filling some orders. And then, you know, the diamond drums came. It hasn't been that long. It seems like it's been around for a while, but really the soft, soft uh, uh, intro to the product was in mid-January. It's a no-brainer, classic drum set. We just felt like our, uh, we had a, a, no, a number of Craviato artists that were doing major tours that the Craviato stuff is just so personal and it's so great, but you can't really, it's a one-of-a-kind thing. It's a collector grade. Uh, and to, to have that doing, you know, like, touring Europe or doing something, it's just not practical to do it. And so the option was, okay, well, you play another company's drums when you're over there, or, oh, no, you can have this option is you can play diamond drums, and now we can consistently make them. And again, it's we, we really tried, to, or I tried when I was designing stuff to 
to limit all the options. I mean, and that sounds like that's limiting, but it's not limiting. It, it frees you to take that 8x12 TomTom -tom and make it yours, but it's if you can't make music on an 8x12 TomTom, -tom, I don't know if you're in the right business. So. <laughs> but let's do this for real uh, sometime. All right. But buddy. good to see you again, man. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me your name and what you're doing. Uh, I am AJ Malin. I um, run a charity called Recycled Rhythm. I was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, and music has helped me throughout my life. And I wanted to help other people with the same disabilities with music, and so I created Recycled Rhythm. I refurbish drum kits, and I give them to kids and adults with special needs for a form of home music therapy. And how long have you been doing this? I have been running Recycled Rhythm for about three years now. I have helped over 14 kids. That's amazing. And, and where are you based out of? Uh, we are based out of Chicago, Illinois, but we have been as far as Ohio to donate a drum set. My home state. That's awesome. Well, man, that's so amazing. And for anybody that's interested in knowing more about what you're doing or how to reach out to you, where can they find you? Um, Recycle Rhythm does have, we have an Instagram and we have a Facebook page. Okay. And is it just... It's uh, Recycled Rhythm, Inc. Recycled Rhythm, Inc. Yes. Oh, man, that's amazing. And, 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 and how old are you? I am 19. You're 19. Well, man, that's so amazing that you're doing this. And, and thanks for telling us about it and sitting down and telling us about it. And anybody can tell you that it plays music knows how important it is to them no matter what their situation is in life, how, how great it's helped all of us. And so you recognize that in the community and have done that, and then good for you. That's, that's amazing. Hooray, hooray. Thank you, man. What's your last name, Landon? Hall. Landon Hall. Yep. So this is your baby. Yeah. Yep. What made you think of this? Music City Drum Show is your baby. How? What, what made you think of this? You know, I... Um I had been to a few drum shows in the past and around the country and uh, I've been in Nashville for over five years now and um, I, music brought me here, I'm a drummer and um, after going to so many drum shows around the country I, I, I did a lot of research and there was no drum show in Nashville and I, I, I looked it up and there was probably one you know like 10 years ago and um, nothing was happening and I, I just I was like there needs to be a drum show here. And uh, I was like, you know, just keep it simple and call, you know, call it what it is because, you know, Nashville's Music City. Right. So I just like, you know, launched the Music City Drum Show and, you know, just went for it and, um, you know, got the word out and ran into some people and ran into some, uh, ran into JC. Yeah, that I was also my secondhand man, it's been, you know, helped me out uh, with organizing and everything and, yeah, we just kind of made it happen. We we launched it in like 20 early 2019 and it was, the first show was going to be in august of 2020 and like every event in 2020 got canceled so we pushed it postponed it to uh august 7th 2021 and um yeah it ended up being uh you know a long time coming but we're so glad it's finally all coming to life and first year we're doing a one-day event and uh maybe next year we're gonna we're gonna shoot for a two-day event so it's been growing you know so much so we're, we're excited <laughs> yeah it reminds you of how great the drumming community is and when people come together and and like make something happen and, and just bring something to fruition it's great yeah, yeah. It's, it's so awesome the drum community and the whole drum roll is just so awesome there's so many vendors from all over the country and all over the world that and, and of course everybody like the drum community is just like the nicest community out there like overall just family and um yeah, it's everyone's awesome. <laughs> man, thanks for talking with us and just kind of introducing yourself. And thanks for having me, man. Love your podcast. Thank right, you so thank much. You, thank you, dude. Yep. Let me see. Okay, there's a guy literally sitting behind you, beating on some drums. Yeah, of course. All right. <laughs> All right. Who are we talking to, man? Dan Ainsman from Nashville. So we spoke a little while ago. You've got a new podcast you're getting off the ground here. 
Do you, have you come up with a name for it yet? I think we're going with the Nashville Drummers Podcast. Nashville Drummers Podcast. Yeah, keep it simple. Yeah, yeah. cool. And uh, yeah, it's a, a brand new venture and um, just kind of started with me and a, a, a friend of mine uh, that I met and we're just talking to local drummers and, you know, uh, picking their brain and, but with an emphasis more on up and coming guys. So, you know, people that are maybe in the middle of their careers are just trying to figure things out. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see if it goes anywhere. Man, I, I'm excited about this. And I, I you, you kind of like, you figured out what it is that you want to do. And, and, and like, and you're starting in a sea of podcasts. And I, I, I feel like if you pick a, pick your lane and you do the best you can at it, that people are going to like, they're going to find you and it's just going to grow, grow from there, you know, and you're working, you're also working at Pearl. Yeah. Yep. That's why uh, I'm in Nashville. I'm, I'm uh, moved here about a year and a half ago. Yeah. And, and, and you and I have a history because we met when I first started this podcast about right, six yeah. years ago when I went up uh, to Indiana and interviewed Jeff Parto, yeah. my old boss, right, and yeah. your old boss. We had exactly. that coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, don't if, I don't know if I'm following you or you're following me. Yeah, who knows? I just, I'm sure at some point it starts to switch, so I'm probably following you for yeah, sure. Right. All, all of a sudden you're working at Pearl. Or, you know. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah that, it's, it's, it's quite possible yeah. if, if they'd have me. Um, well, man, that's exciting. Uh, the Nashville Drummers Podcast, and it's our and you had a partner at one point lined up. Yeah, uh, Nathan Slutner. Okay, he's uh, just a, a monster player. He's one of the first guys I met here in Nashville. He's starting to tour now, and, and but you'll see him on Broadway throughout the week. But he is a uh, more of a progressive rock, like super technical player. Uh, he's touring with uh, Thomas Gabriel at the moment and a few oh, other cool. guys. Cool. So, and really and, good guy. And then we, I've had the pleasure of connecting with Blake Fleming, and man, I tell you, it's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, it was it was a good one. The yeah. last couple of years, because <laughs> he has no filter, and I, I I've love, gotten yeah. to a point in my life where I so appreciate that. I mean, as you're listening, at least for me, I think a lot of listeners it really resonated. Like he said things that I think a lot of people feel or and think, but maybe are scared to come out in that way or. Or even act on it, but it's it's so important because there's there's so much there's so much cloudy bullshit that 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 will just steer you in a direction you don't need to be in or you don't want to be in. And um, no, he's he's he, he's just he said some important things that I'm just like, and he, he apologizes and no, don't apologize. Right, right. But that was thanks to you, and I, I appreciate that of course, connection. Yeah. yeah. No. What's well, funny after the, I texted him afterward, and because uh, I'm sort of been helping him like doing some marketing and social media. But of course, like his whole thing is like you know, anti-social media. Right, right. So I'm like, dude, there's this is such killer content. Like I can't wait to, you know, chop this up and, and post. I was like, don't worry, it won't be much. <laughs> like we'll do we'll do one, one post a month. Like you know, but, yeah, he's he's awesome and uh, yeah, he's a real good guy. What a great so, player and a unique history for sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay, you guys are able to connect. Nashville Drummers Podcast. Let's keep an eye out for it. Dude, I appreciate it. And I've been listening to you guys for so long, and you've been such a mentor, and like, I appreciate the advice. And, we appreciate you, man. You it's know. all about community and keeping it going. And as things get rolling uh, for you, keep in touch, and we'll do our best to spread the word as well. Awesome. Yeah. Appreciate that. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thanks yeah good to see you, man. Cool. All right, Rodney Edmondson. Good to see you again. Good to see you, man. Thanks for being a guest uh, in the past with us. It was really cool. Well, thanks for having me. Um, tell us what's been going on, man. Which, which, you made it through 2020. We're here in 2021. Well, I guess like everybody, I did a whole lot of nothing last year. Yeah. Um, and uh, kind of found myself enjoying it a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, burning the candle at both ends for a long time, you know, playing the road and, and building cases and and doing all of that, but uh, I'm glad to see it all come back. And uh, uh, Ronnie is starting to do a few dates. Yeah. Now we've been hitting one, one or two a month since April. Oh, that's great. And uh, it starts to pick up um, kind of our regular schedule in September of doing six or seven shows a month. And that's Ronnie Millsap for anyone that's listed. And yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, and and just what a legend, man! What a great opportunity to to just be able to play some great music. And you've been with him for a while. I mean, you were, and I wish I could remember 
what episode you were on. It's not coming into my mind, but it's been a few years. Yeah. And at that point, you were with them for a while. So what was what does 2021 make? 29 years. 29. You know, you know how many marriages never make it that long? <laughs> I think it's what helped mine last uh, for me being gone a little bit. Yeah, because... If I was home for two or three weeks, my, my wife, Judy, she would look at the calendar and go, don't you have some gigs soon? She became the tour manager. She became like the, the booking agent. Just yeah, to, wouldn't like, you like to leave town for a while? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's really cool. So what what's what's the rest of the year look like? I mean, I just hopefully more shows pick up as the year. Yeah, like I said, I've got three at the end of this month, and uh, we had uh, another one come in for September, and we've got like six or seven in September, and wow, uh, five or six in October and November, and, and a couple things have come in in December. So, you know, like I said, we're doing, it looks like we'll do, you know, five to seven shows a month for the rest of the year starting in September. Awesome, man. Well, thanks, Ronnie. I appreciate you. Well, thanks for having me, Matthew. Good to see you again. Good to see you. I'm Josh Touchton from Ludwig Drum. Yay. Josh, when did you start at Ludwig? Last time I saw you, you were someone else, but you've been with Ludwig. Yeah, I was working for uh, for Marshall out of the UK, uh, helping them with the Natal line. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't catch the U.S. near what we thought it was going to. (laughs) Excuse me. But uh, UK, it was amazing. It's still going very well. But I've been with Ludwig for three years now. Yeah, it's awesome. And so we're here at the Music City Drum Show. Um, and like, in a this isn't Nam, but it is something that represents the drumming community in a in a city that's known for music. For sure. So it's kind of a big deal, but it's kind of a niche kind of thing. There's a lot of independent companies. What made Ludwig decide to to be here to represent? You know, we've got such good representation here with our artist base, and and of course with Forks. And uh, I lived here, I've lived here for uh, off and on for almost 30 years. And for us to be a part of this community is extremely important. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's funny that every single person I run into at the show, on the street, wherever, we always go back to my first snare drum was, you know, was this, was an Acrolyte. My first snare drum was a Superphonic, yeah. you know, Black Beauty, whatever it is. I had a Blue Sparkle Club date. I mean, it's... It's just great. It's, we've got a connection with just about everybody. I think not, not so much because of uh, we're a, a huge custom drum outlet. We're really not. We're really still after 112 years. We're really a workhorse drum company. You know, we just make the gear that that people have relied on for a long, long time. So, being a part of this community is extremely important to us. Here in town, man, and here here at home, it's extremely important for, for me to be a part of this community and for the company that I represent to be a part of this community. Well, it's good to see you. It's been too long. Too, buddy. Yeah. Josh, thanks for talking Thank you, us, man. man. All right, man. Good to see you. All right, so we're here with Chris from UFIP Symbols. And, Chris, I, I can't tell you how happy I was to see uh, UFIP uh, exhibiting here. Um, you know, I've been to a bunch of drum shows. Sometimes they show, sometimes they don't. Um, and uh, briefly, just for, for those who aren't familiar with UFIP, uh, talk about that company, where it's from, and that the you know the manufacturing technique that's unique to you guys. Sure, sure. Yeah, UFIP is uh, an Italian company uh, based in Tuscany. Um, what makes UFIP unique? Uh, first of all, they've been around a long time since 1931. Essentially, uh, UFIP actually stands for uh, I I don't speak Italian, but uh, it's it's basically union. Fabricators Italian Piatti, which right. is for symbols. Right. Um, it was a group of symbol makers. Uh, what makes them unique is the process that they're made, which is called rotocasting. Um, just pretty much every other symbol that's made is pressed and rolled. So they start with the bronze um, and they press it and roll it to whatever thickness that they want or whatever that they're doing. Uh, so UFIP actually has a mold of each symbol that they're doing, and that mold um, basically spins at 1,000 RPMs a minute, basically, and they pour the bronze. It's a B20 that they pour into there, and that does a couple things. Um, first of all, the bell is not um, is not pressed like all most uh, you know other symbols are have a pressed bell. Um, by it being molded, the bell is actually a little bit thicker. Right, so the bell is like the thickest point on the cymbal and it thins exactly. out from there. Yeah, right. and that and that helps with the tonality and the sustain of the cymbal. 
And the other cool thing about the, uh, you know, the rotocasting does a lot of things, but one thing it does is it pulls the impurities out to the edges of the symbols. Right. And air bubbles. Right? And air bubbles, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. And, and the molecular structure is a little tighter. Yeah. It, you know. That's one of the things I first noticed about UFIPs when I picked one up is, like, they're heavier. Like, an 18-inch crash UFIP is going to just weigh a little bit more um, than most other, you know, 18-inch crashes uh, of, of similar thickness. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I can't tell you how happy I was to see you guys because, I like I told you earlier, I was an endorser for five years. Um, and, uh, you know, UFIPs ultimately ended up not being right for the kind of player that I am. Um, they're, they're so sensitive and they're capable of so much on the high end and the low end. Um, I felt like I just didn't have, you know, the finesse on the low end or the power on the high end <laughs> to, to really do those symbols justice. But I, I just have so much admiration and, and respect for those products. Nobody makes them like UFIP. Nobody sounds like UFIP. So tell people a little bit about, you were talking about, like, the, the symbols that you have with you today are going on a little tour. Yes, To yeah. try and get uh, more people aware of UFIP, to try and get them into some more stores, right? Exactly, yeah. I technically work for Kelly Distribution, uh -huh. K-E-L-L-E-Y. Um, so we're the sole distributors of UFIP symbols for North America, for the United States and Canada. And, yeah, we're just trying to reintroduce the brand to drummers, uh, get them in drum shops. They're, they're a little hard to get right now. You can order them online through Guitar Center, Musician's Friend, uh, but we're trying to get them in front of people, basically. So we're starting the USA Symbol Tour. Basically, all the symbols that are here today are gonna get shipped out to Bentley's Drum Shop in Fresno. Uh, we have, I think, eight stores lined up, and I apologize, I, I don't have the list in front of me of, of what's actually confirmed. Sure. Um, and, but you mentioned one of them is Forks, correct? Yeah, and I think we're talking to Forks. I think Forks is probably going to be near the end. Like, and we'll, we'll replenish replenish the stock as, you know, so right, it's not like people, there'll be one simple. Right, people are going to be picking them <laughs> off all, along the way, Exactly, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a little taste of everything, basically, of, of the professional lines that UFIP. Uh, all the symbols are, um, you know, after they're rotocast, they're all hand-hammered. We do have three lines that are pressed, uh, but we're only showing one of them on the on the tour. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of a little taste of everything, so everybody can can hear them and experience them, and you know. Well, cool, man. Good luck. Good luck with the symbols. Good luck with the tour. Yeah. I uh, I really hope to see uh, UFIP getting a little bit more attention and and taking a little bit of. Uh, taking a little bit more room up in the in the cymbal market because they're they're just really special instruments and and they deserve they deserve to be seen and heard everywhere well we appreciate that yeah cheers absolutely. man so we're here with kaylee moyer nashville drummer pearl educator clinician and so jc was telling us about this uh this content that you got sort of in the works with uh presonus so talk about that a little bit. Yeah, great. So uh, the year before the pandemic, I was really interested. Um, I wanted to learn how to record myself on my drums because I feel like we have complete control over our sounds as a drummer from like the kind of gear we buy, buying the nice drum heads, tuning it all up. But then we record it. Somebody else gets to take that from there, mix it, edit it. And I'm not always happy with how I sound. I wanted to be complete control of my sound from start from my idea through my gear all the way to the finish and how my drums are going to turn out. Right. So even though I went to school to learn how to play drums, I didn't go for audio engineering. I've always kind of had that desire to learn more. So many of us have been in the same boat. And, and I think for so many of us, COVID was like our chance to finally do it. Yeah, exactly. So I built up my home studio the year before COVID, but I was still kind of traveling, touring too much to get much use out of it. And then COVID happened. We were stuck at home and I really got into it. And the more I was looking up tutorials, on some of the gear I had, they're, they're lengthy. I mean, they're 20 minutes or longer, and the language is difficult to kind of decipher too, unless you're an audio engineer professionally. So I kind of got this idea of, well, what if I can learn as much as I can about how this all applies to recording drums, mixing drums, editing drums, and then being able to transfer it to other drummers in a language we all understand and get, and we're learning the things that we actually need to know. Right. Like, 
why do I have a mic under my snare? And why does the phase need to be inverted? Like, what does that even mean? Right, those are the kind of basics that a lot of us just don't start out knowing. And it sounds like at least some of this content is going to be geared towards that. Like, the, yes. the people that we were a few years ago who were starting from absolute square one and don't know anything. <laughs> yes, so thankfully, um, I've been getting great support from companies like PreSonus, uh, Mic Tech, RLX, Genelex for the monitors, all these kind of recording-based or tech companies that are trying to reach out to the market of musicians themselves who are trying to record at home right. and have kind of started brainstorming with me, what if I can start making shorter content videos on everything from where to set up your drums in your room, do I need to put foam on the walls? What does that even do? Where do I place those? What's a bass trap? The answer where do is I... yes. <laughs> yeah, so on all of those kind of things. And of course, being able to use their products and for them to be able to share that is the ultimate goal. So it's content for them. It's content for me. It's content for everybody that wants to learn some real world stuff. So that's now that I've got my, you know, my room set up, I'm getting better at, you know, figuring out the lighting and the cameras and being able to edit that faster and faster. I'll hopefully be able to share that that knowledge. When is this stuff coming out, and where is it going to be on YouTube? Like, what platform is? Sure, is I'm I'm definitely. A, I would like to make these all bite-sized bits of information. I'd like them to be 60 seconds or less, so that they can go onto Snapchat, they can go onto my Instagram, they can go onto my YouTube. So far, the little ones I've done have been able to be also shared by the companies that I'm mainly using in the video. So they might be on a timeline for the products in them you know, to coincide with that company's release on everything, but I'm kind of starting that ASAP and just kind of starting this kind of curriculum because I do teach it privately as well, so it would be good to have these bite-sized lessons yeah, anyway. Yeah. But so it sounds like everybody's just got to follow Kaylee and be on the lookout. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Kaylee Moyer. It's, I've got, I'm going to put it on all my channels every time I start posting them, but I didn't realize how popular the idea was going to be. Yeah, yeah. But now that I'm so much quicker at being able to release this content, a 60-second video, I can do it within an hour at my house. Cool. So. Well, good luck. good luck with it. Thanks for talking. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Okay, for our listeners, who are we talking to today? Right uh, now. This is Angela Lisi. <laughs> Angela. It's been a long time since I've it seen you. It has been a long time. Yeah. Lots changed. <laughs> it, ha it has. Yeah. Uh, but I think my younger son, who's 16 now and a guitar player and a singer, still wears the sunglasses that you gave to, to me when you came over. Oh, that's so cool. Interview. What, like? Four oh and a God. half years ago. Yeah, it's been a minute. It has been. Oh, but, cool. Good for him. Well, tell him I said hello. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's been happening? It's been a long time since you've been on the show, and I don't remember what episode. It was probably just a little over 100 we were doing at that point. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm kind of just more like a hired gun right now, so especially with the world opening back up, when, when anyone needs... A drummer, like, I, I like the challenge of learning stuff quickly and going out on the road or doing a show with different people. It's kind of it's kind of cool, you know. Yeah. And you were transitioning. I think you were in one band, and then shortly after interview, you transitioned to a, a couple of specific artist-type things or another band and stuff like that. So 20, did 2020 kind of just kind of put that stuff on hold and then just change your focus? It put um, a focus on what's most important, you know, like instead of just like taking work for work's sake, like only doing what you really love. So that was really the focus coming out of 2020 was like, I'm not going to do anything that I don't really enjoy. There's no point anymore. And I hope other people can do the same thing too. I have that luxury, you know, to be able to do that. Um, so I, I think that kind of came out of it. Like only take the gigs I want, you know, that kind of thing. So, And before, I mean, the perception that you get, especially when you see you perform online and different things like that, there's a lot of joy that comes from just look like you're having so much fun. And some people don't look like they're having fun. It's, and it's no reflection on really what they're feeling inside. But sometimes I have a, a buddy of mine that grew up like he, he has this, just like he emotes this joy. And you have that as well. And But to know that you're like, okay, I need to walk the walk too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know so many fantastic drummers that just look bored as hell up there. And I'm like, that's, well, if you're not having fun, then the crowd's not going to have fun, you know? So, like, if I'm playing and smiling and having a good time, it's genuine, you know, but it's also like you're, like, also helping people get through their day, too, you know? 
you're delivering them uh, happiness. <laughs> Thanks for sitting down, Angela. Yeah, it's good course. to see you again, and uh, we'll see you around town. As, yeah. and let's hope that things stay open and we keep rocking. Let's hope, yeah. Whenever they open for good, when we're allowed to have nice things, when people can handle their things again. That's right. Let's, let's, let's collectively keep it together, yes. and um, let's all get back. Yes. Yes, please, please, and thank you. <laughs> Thanks again, man. Yeah, it. thank you. <laughs> I'm on a very comfortable couch in a drum trade show, so I'm very happy to sit down for you a know, few minutes. You know, this was a last-minute idea oh, we had, really and, and then we grabbed this from my front hallway yeah. and the lamp, and I said, I'm so glad we did this, because if anything, we may not have any of this audio to use, but this is just making a good impression for our friends. Exactly. Good to see you. My man. Yeah. How's it going today? Bald Man Percussion. Tell tell listeners who we're listening to. Uh, my name is Mike. I'm half of Bald Man Percussion, and my other bald partner is Danny Young. He's at the booth right now. And uh, we are selling our junk hats. We're selling our stank foot. We're selling uh, the Junky Halo, which is a new collaboration with Big Fat Snare Drum. We're calling it Big Fat Bald Man. <laughs> we have the, the jellyfish also with Big Fat Bald Man. We're having such a good time here. Okay, so I, I just, I, when you guys were on, it was probably three years ago, maybe. But it's like things have just continually, have it, have it, is it, is it me or does it seem like things have just continually been going up? It goes, it goes up and down quickly. Um, but we've been zooming out recently and saying, yes, it's been a, a wonderful growth and people are starting to understand what we're doing as percussion innovators and I guess inventors in a way, because we're kind of, neither one of us are trained as far as product development, but we just love gear and we make all the stuff. That way we, we play all the stuff that we make. So we're making it for us, really. Yeah. And it's things that we like, and then other people like it too. Well, and you also, when you guys talked to us, uh, you were like, we have ideas in mind. We're thinking of new things, and that was then. Yeah, so uh, you know, I, we wanted to call it Bald Man Percussion and not just the the junk hat we want to be a brand not a product so it gives us a lot of room to make all sorts of toys and some are going to work some are not and uh, we're just having a lot of fun we have a, a work shed in the back of danny's house that's bald man headquarters and when we're not when we're on the road we try to schedule time for when we're off the road and make stuff but i think what's so intuitive about what you guys are doing is you're you're both great players and it's like you just know like there's that thing that like I, what, people aren't going to want this, or people are going to love this. They're going to use this. There's app, there's practical application for this product that's been missing. I just know it because I was on a session and I needed that. You guys know this. Stuff. Yeah. Thank you very much. That means a lot. And you know, we we don't want to make gimmicks. We're not in the gimmick game, and um, we want to provide products that are kind of filling the gap. And when people get a junk hat, for example, they are they're like, how did I work without this thing? Now I have this arsenal of of sounds. We're just trying to do more and more of that. But we're happy to be here, and this is such a cool show. The Music City Drum Show, we've all been waiting for this. And this is the first year, and I think it's, I think it's going really well. It's a little loud. It's a little loud, and maybe there'll be a way to mitigate that. A and, little bit. You know, and, and, and we'll see. But it's, hey, year one. Year one has been, it's been pretty great. But yeah, Bald Man Percussion, follow us on Instagram. we got a lot of fun videos and stuff, and Awesome. Thanks for having us. And thanks for the coffee. Oh, awesome. thank you very much. It's keeping us alive today. Oh, my God, yeah. Here with Bryson Nelson of Nelson Drum Shop in Nashville. How are you, man? Good. Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So I, I have not um, been to your shop. I live in Atlanta, um, and, you know, whenever I come here, I might duck into Forks or something. First of all, just how long have you been open? I've, I've been open for uh, four years of retail. I did about a year or two out of my house before then. Okay. So but it was, I've, I've flipped vintage drums for maybe 10 or 11 years, and just it was always a side thing I did for fun. Yeah. And that kind of organically turned into a shop. It, it wasn't very intentional. It kind of just, uh, it just kind of happened. Right. So, like, what was the turning point where you were like, I got to get a brick-and-mortar thing going? I, I had a few friends telling me that I should. Um, I, so honest, peer pressure is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I didn't think it was really going to work when I started it, but I kind of just went for it, and it, uh, 
and people started to come in. They were kind enough to kind of entertain the idea. Yeah, yeah. And like, what made you think it wasn't going to work? Just because of the juggernaut of forks and like, does Nashville need another drum shop? I, you know, I I saved somewhat a little bit of loop to that. I think um, I kind of just did my own thing. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think because I, I just didn't look into it very much. It right. kinda, I just felt a little blind yeah. going into it. I was really passionate about it, um, but it, it definitely wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like my dream to have a vintage drum shop. I loved vintage drums, but I was I was definitely trying to be a studio drummer. Not a good enough drummer to be a studio drummer. <laughs> so it, it worked out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. Like, as far as your inventory there, I mean, obviously a lot of vintage drums. Are you doing new, new stuff as well? Mainly boutique, but we carry some, some mainstream Right, so you're right well. next to Sugar Percussion over there, speaking of the boutique guys. Yep. God, what drums they're making. Oh, they're I'd, amazing. I'd never really gotten to play one in person, and I just sat down at that kit for a while, and it was like, oh, shit, these oh, are... they're fantastic drums. They're amazing. They're amazing people, too. Yeah, two of my closest buddies. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so, like... Is, is there a, you know, the, the world of vintage drums is, is a big, deep rabbit hole. Um, are, are you focusing on a, a certain type, a certain era, or just all things vintage at Nelson? Uh, when I started, it was mainly just stuff that I that I wanted myself. Yeah. Uh, it was it was really for the purpose of studio, so I was, uh, I was collaborating a lot of my own drums. And then when I would not be tired of something, but I was ready for something new, I would just buy that thing and sell one piece to kind of make it work you know um so i i guess with the idea of that it, it's kind of expanded more into um a whole bunch of different types of vintage drums but when i started it was pretty pretty focused on just the stuff that i liked really right which is what i i love a lot of the older really like pre-60s drums yeah um like 20s to 60s were always my favorite stuff wow so. I'm I'm really not hip to to anything that early. Like I'm I'm minimally hip to stuff after that. But uh-huh. you know, the the more I hear, especially snare drums from like especially before World War II, just they don't look like much, you know. But but holy shit, you can just beat the hell out of them and huge sounds, full of character. Absolutely. W- what are a couple of uh, like crown jewels in in the inventory right now, just so people can get a little you know, a little teaser. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. I mean, some of my favorite things we have. Uh, we have a 1940s Rolling Bomber kit. A Rolling Bomber kit. Those. I love those drums. Well, One of my, I don't even know what that is. What is that? Oh, they're amazing. It's a. Uh, they were wartime drums where you couldn't use a lot of metal per kit. It was yeah. during the war, so there's a ration on the metal. And uh, guys, really, Jay Belarus, if you're familiar with that name, yeah, yeah. he really made them popular. Nobody really cared about them before then. And I, I was a big fan of Jay growing up and kind of watched them over the years. So I was really fascinated with those drums. So we have one of those kits, and that's pretty special. We have some, like, Trixon conical kits and kind of weird, quirky shit like that. It's pretty fun. If you could recommend, like, either a snare or a, a drum set that, like, so if, if somebody's been playing modern drums... Like, I have. Like, I don't own any vintage drums. I've never really studied them. But, like, what is a sort of, like, entry level, like, here's a good intro to what a vintage vibe can can bring? Oh, sure. Uh, Our most popular seller by long shot is, like, a 60s or 70s Acrolyte. Everybody wants one of those because they sound amazing and they're really cheap. Um, superphonics are kind of the same thing, like 60, 70 superphonics. That's that's where a lot of people start. And then as far as kits, a lot of people like um, like 60s or post because they're a little bit more durable. They'll get like a 13, 16, 22 super classic uh, Ludwig or something like that. We sell a lot of that, especially for guys in town being like a, a country pop town. Those are pretty popular sizes. I think I think one of those Acrolytes or one of those Supers is, is where I got to start. Yeah, you won't <laughs> regret it. They're great. It's like... You know, it's, it's the missing space in, like, everybody's, you know, snare arsenal. And as soon as they get one of those, they're like, that's it. That's all I need. Yep. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, cool, man. I, I will I will make an appearance at the uh, at the shop before too long. Awesome. But Please good, do. That'd be Good nice. luck with it, man. Thanks for talking. Thank you so much. Dude, I think when we, it, it was 2017. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Evan Hutchings with us uh, on the couch. Come on. 2017 September something like that and I think all we did was talk about Steve Jordan <laughs> I think we did you're right in my at my kitchen table yeah yes yeah, yes I and, remember that and and this is the thing about the podcast that I, I, I I'm, I'm that keeps me motivated 
is we were introduced through a mutual friend. Yeah. And I kind of knew you, and I kind of knew, and I, I looked, I, you know, I looked online, and I was like, wow, he's doing lots of things. This is great. This is perfect. You know, and then you just you keep continue you continue to just do more and more and 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 it's been great, man. And and I know that that the work that I've done in town with bands that are covering different artists, like I think I'm playing Evans parts right now. I'm almost for Sorry, sure. Man. Sorry about that. No, no, no. It's so it's so great because it, it, hopefully I, it's fun to play. It is super fun to play, and it, it it it's an education in if I have an opportunity to to create a drum part for somebody, yeah. I'm dipping into the well of the players that I Dude, that I, I know that are that are working all the time, and you're one of those guys. Tell me what's been happening. Oh man, it's been busy. It's been good though. Uh, been working. Quite a bit, working drummer. Um, haven't had a day off in like a month, about almost a month. Um, been tracking at other studios, doing so. We just doing a Maddie and Tay record next week. Just did a record for this guy Andrew Janikos. I'm on the new Luke Bryan stuff. It's about to go number one, which is awesome. Justin Moore, that's right behind him, about to go number one. Jimmy Allen, that's at like 25, 17, I think, on the charts. Um, just did Keith Urban's new record, Kenny Chesney, Nelly's record. What? At my studio, which was amazing. Yeah, it was super cool. I actually got to play some synths on that, some uh, programs, some drums for that. It's been great, man. It's been, it's been cool. Been, wow. been fortunate. Well, I, th- I think what we need to do is, if you're into this, we haven't had people there's been a couple players that we've had on that have it's been a few years but as the podcast has grown I look back at the catalog I'm like I feel like we need to play catch up we do we absolutely do and and if yeah. and if you're interested or have the time I'm down and I, I I would I would come to you and we'd hit record and and, and just try and, like drummers yeah 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 stuff around us right now but but for now, but before it gets too much crazy, dude, that's amazing. It's good to hear. I'm into from, it. It's good to hear from you. It's great to see you, man. And good to see you. Um, too long. And uh, I, I just love following what you're doing, man, and hey, listening back to you play. Hey, you guys. You guys are doing great stuff. It's Thank cool. you, man. Thank it's you. Helpful. It's awesome. <laughs> People it, need to hear this. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Not to me, but to other people. No. Hey, Jay, yeah. Drum Paradise over here, right behind us. The best in the biz. Yeah, these guys are great. Well, I'm going to get you to sign this head. I'm going to cut you loose. But Evan, awesome. I love you, man. Love Thank you. Love you too, bro. Have a Thank great you. day, man. So there you have it. Some of our flash interviews from the Music City Drum Show 2021. Let's hope we can do this again next year. It was so good to see those of you that came up to the booth and, and said hello, introduced yourself as listeners and just fans of the podcast. It's uh, that type of interaction that is so motivational and inspiring to uh, keep uh, putting in the work that Zach and I do here. And um, we just so appreciate that interaction with you all. So thanks for saying hello. And uh, thanks for all those that participated in this uh, little recording experiment that was the Music City Drum Show for us here at the podcast. Stay tuned next week for Zach Albetta's interview with Stephen Chopek. He's a recent transplant from Memphis to Atlanta. He's worked with John Mayer, Charlie Hunter, and he's just recently put out an EP of original music where he plays everything. Yeah, he's one of those guys. So stay tuned for that interview. For now, everyone, stay safe. Thanks so much for listening. Please get vaxxed. Let's keep things moving in the right direction. And I hope to see you around. Bye-bye.